everyone, and welcome to Glowing Weak Point, the show where we talk about video games and stuff. And stuff. I'm your host, John Davis, and joining me as always, your my co-host, Wombat. That's my name. Legally. With all the H's. Yep. The H in uh, front, the, a, the H after, the H at the end. Yeah. It's a silent H. Wombat. Oh, uh, hey, hey, Wombat, what's been the glowing point of your week? Uh, I started going to the gym. Like <laughs> Nice! Yeah, I'm going to go... Is... This is what? <laughs> this is, is this ironic, also... kind of. Is this also this is your also glowing also my... point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh... yeah uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start going to the gym on my days off. Um, and the, okay. the first day was Wednesday. The next day is, uh, today, probably. Okay. So, yeah, trying to, trying to lose some weight, trying to maybe, maybe build some muscle definition a little tiny bit so that gotcha. my arms don't gotcha. look like twigs. Yeah. Uh, my arms don't look like twigs, but that's because of all the fat. <laughs> <laughs> All of my fat goes to my belly, so I have like this. I, I have this belly, and then just like twig arms. It looks weird. I mean, there's a lot of fat there for me too, but yeah, that that's my glowing week, uh, glowing point of my week as well. Is is just I'm getting my life back together in general. Uh, uh, after last... a year of everything being horrible, I mean, some of that. Um actually went to the doctor i don't remember if i talked about this i went to the doctor a little bit ago and um which i haven't i haven't gone for a general checkup in close to eight years i'd say oh yeah um, probably more than that for me yeah so i i went and i was like you know let's just see where i'm at after a year of pandemic and eight years of not giving a shit about my body right um Turned out, uh, not so great. No? Um, no. No, like, I got super high blood pressure, so, which, uh, I shouldn't at my age. 28. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been working at getting my life back together. Uh, I've, I've got a terrible sleep schedule. I've always had a terrible sleep schedule, so I'm reworking that right now. I've, I've, at the very least, I'm getting up, like, two hours earlier than I was before, so that's a good deal. Yeah. It used to be, like, two hours before that, but, uh, getting there. I mean, you were on a sleep schedule similar to mine, and I had to be on that. Yeah, yeah, and you were, <laughs> you were working overnights. Yeah, which, uh, I, I guess since, since we both had the same glowing weak point, I can, I can have, I can share another one, which is that yesterday was my last day working overnight for now. Um. Nice! Yep, going for- I didn't for, realize that was part of the schedule change. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be working 1pm to 11.30pm going forward. Instead of, you know, 5.30pm to 4am. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be good. Good deal, dude. Um, Hopefully uh, hopefully waking up at a better time, working during a reasonable time, 
uh, contributes to mm-hmm. a healthier, happier lifestyle, as <laughs> as my therapist would say. Yeah. So, like, I'm getting my sleep back together. Uh, I... <laughs> I was looking at at some of the work I do for another channel, uh, where I do a Monday Thursday release, like Tuesday stream, Monday Thursday release edited version of those videos, and I've just stopped recording the Tuesday ones because I've been sitting on one that I haven't split. Uh, the show's been like the last episode that came out was late April. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. So yeah, it's it's been a matter of like, all right, let's let's go back and and actually start editing things again and start getting all this the stuff I'm sitting on out. Um. And uh, and yeah, I'm going to the gym. Uh, I'm I'm doing Jim Windler's five three one. Um and uh. It's it's going well. It's it's what I was doing before the pandemic happened. Um, I surprisingly didn't lose as much muscle mass as I thought I would have. Uh, I basically came right back into the same numbers I was using before. Um, but you just kind of added fat the, on top of them. Yeah. Uh, the part of the. The, the problem with, like, setting schedules for me is that I think it's you have three days in a row of sleep to set a sleep schedule. Otherwise, it's just it's useless. Um, so you have to have, like, you have to do your sleep schedule three days in a row or else it won't stick. Right. Um, same with setting other patterns, like going to the gym. You have to do it three weeks in a row before it actually becomes a habit. Yeah, like the the uh, saying is that it takes three weeks to set a habit and three days to break one. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> uh, the way the way five through one works is it's a um, it's a three day a week, uh, or at least the version of it I'm doing is a a three day a week workout schedule. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I've been doing it, this this would be my third week that I've been nominally on it, um, but this is the first week where I've actually done Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting closer. At, at the very least, I am in the habit of going to the gym now. Okay. Now I just need to take a couple weeks keeping the the pattern going and... But it's it's fun. Like I mean, the first couple times you go to the gym, you you leave and you just ache all over. And then yeah. after after a couple times going to the gym, it gets easier. And just like you you know your limits, you know when to stop. Your your muscles are now used to doing anything, right? And um. Mm-hmm. And you you suffer less when you leave, uh, but I'm also like I'm setting personal bests for for my lifts and stuff because mostly I'm doing strength training. Okay. Because um, like my my personal view is that like I have I I would rather not be a fat piece of shit. Yeah. But 
I'd rather be a strong fat piece of shit than a weak skinny piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I feel mean, like I recognize I'm going to be a piece of shit regardless. I was about to say, <laughs> I feel like no matter how this pans out, you still think you're a piece of shit. Well, yeah. John. I'm going to the gym, not to a therapist. You're not a piece of shit. Gyms <laughs> <laughs> uh... can be therapists. No, they can't. No, they can't. They cannot. Um, they cannot. No, go see an actual therapist. But also, go to the gym. And uh, my my suggestion for anyone who's interested in working out is that uh, sure you can go to the gym and you can mess around with weights and stuff, and you can just kind of do what you you just go in and do things and then leave. Uh, yeah that won't really do much for you. Um, You could make up your own plan of like, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do 30 of this and 20 of this and and that. Uh, And while you'll get stronger for a little bit with a plan, you're not really going to get anywhere with that. (laughs) What you you really want to do if you want to work out is look up someone who's been doing this for a while and follow their plan because they know what they're doing they've done it all before and they know what works there are things that work and things that don't work i've tried the messing around thing it doesn't work any time that i've been on a plan and there's lots of different plans and most of them have some form of free version so you don't have to pay money for for any plans or anything. There's there's lots of things that have people's names tied to them. Just don't don't worry about finding the best plan or finding that just find any plan developed by someone that's been doing it for a while and Shit, follow just, it to the just best. Just go of your on ability. YouTube and look up one of the uh like the gym YouTubers and just don't listen to any of their political views. Just uh <laughs> Follow their or, workout stuff. You know, Reddit's a cesspool, but we all have to to read it eventually. Uh, go on r slash fitness. r slash fitness has a really good fitness wiki that has a bunch of plans on it. And uh, there there's there's plans for beginners. There's uh, plans for people that are, are further into it. It gives you tips on how to do each workout. Um I I strongly suggest going there just because it gives you all the options. And yeah, or even um, there's um at my gym they have a a section set aside that's like a thirty minute workout, which is like here's a a good workout you can do within thirty minutes, and there's like a light telling you when you get when you get on equipment when when you get off equipment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they don't have that at mine, but mine's a more, I guess, standard gym. I go to the gym that everyone talks bad about if you want to leave it, but um, I am not intending to leave it because they have a pool, and that's one of my main forms of cardio, and they exist across the entirety of the globe, so... Yeah, my my gym exists to cater to filthy casuals like me. Uh, uh, they don't they don't have a whole lot of like, heavy theory. heavy weights. 
They, they don't have a whole lot of heavy heavyweights for like bodybuilders or thing. They cater to uh, people trying to just get right. Gotcha. Orange theory. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's a boutique fitness studio. Oh. Based out of Florida. It's it's garbage. Yeah, that that's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so what have you been playing this week? Uh, you've got a lot of things on here, and we've got a lot to talk about today, so I guess I'm saying make it fast. Yeah, um, I mean, one of them we'll, we'll just kind of cover, like, pa- in passing. Um, it, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a little bit, but there's not much to talk about it with. But the main one I've been playing, obviously, still going on, Dragon Quest VII. I'm, like, 18 yep. hours into the game now. You know, I get I, I get like two days a week where I play a few hours of it, and, and that's that's the Dragon Quest I get in that week. Um, I think only three hundred and seventy more to go. That's not that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is. I, I think I'm like an island or two away from finally getting job classes. I can feel it. Like, I know about how long it takes for people to normally get to the job class shrine. And I'm past that point. And that's probably mostly because I spend a lot of time, like, dicking around talking to every single person two or three times. Why? <laughs> because that's how you have to play Dragon Quest. Like, no. they do not signpost to who you need to talk to necessarily always. Sometimes you walk around and you're like, who's the important person here? <laughs> um, but I, I had a, the, there were a couple of interesting islands that happened this time. Um, there was one that was, was being assaulted by mech soldiers um who was they were being sent out by by uh like an underling of the demon lord we finally got to hear about the demon lord and how he's uh he's the one sending monsters out to mess with the islands that boss was actually incredibly hard i wasn't expecting it um, it's a three-phase boss fight with no, like, space in between. So first you have to fight a couple of, like, slightly stronger versions of the enemy, the already strong enemies you've been fighting throughout the world, like the big mech soldiers. They have a lot of HP, they deal a lot of damage. These ones deal yeah. a little bit more damage and have a lot more HP. Uh, and then you beat them... And then you have to fight the guy who's sending sending them out, like controlling them. Um, and his fight goes okay, but you're definitely going to end it with like half HP on most of your characters. Which is not great, because then there's a third boss, because he, in his desperation he like summons up um, a big mech soldier who like crushes him flat. Like, this is like a suicide attack, um, because it just wants Ah. to destroy everything, it doesn't care what. (laughs) And in the course of that boss fight, uh, three of my four characters died? (laughs) I had pretty much given up on winning, and I was just hitting the attack button over and over by that point, 
because only my hero was left. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah. okay, let's just let's just die so I can load the save and like maybe grind up a level before going in here. But then he I managed to I managed to kill him with like a quarter of my HP left. So it all worked out in the end. Um, and, and after okay. that, there was an, another village where everybody had been turned to stone. But luckily, like they were all almost all inside because the old the old man and the boy from the previous island had warned them about the gray rain. And when it came, they were like, oh, shit, he was telling the truth. And they all ran inside. So we were able to kill the monster that was, like, summoning the Grey Rain. And then uh, heal them all. And and then the rest of hey, the story that played note. out. Yeah, it was a really positive note until the story that actually played out in the village was, like, a, a kind of love story where the uh, uh, the gardener for the, the rich man in the village and a, a woman whose parents were in debt when they died to the big man in the village. Um, they, they both like each other, but she is planning on getting married to the son of the rich man in order to, like, wipe away her debts. Um, and, and he leaves. The, the gardener leaves after ah. getting into a big fight with her. Because he's stupid. And, okay. and then you go back to the present and you find their their graves next to each other and you're like, huh, I wonder what happened with them. Did she did she like run out after him? Because they like, why are their graves right next to each other if they didn't get married? And it ends on kind of a weird note. Yeah. Yeah. But the 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 games. Difficulty is ramping up, I would say. Uh, I, I, I would also like to say that it's giving me canna boxes way too early. The canna boxes are like the treasure chests that um, aren't really treasure chests. Whenever they attack, they have are like they a mimics? really high... Yeah, basically. But they have like a really high chance of dealing like a brutal hit, it's called. And, and brutal hits ah. just it instantly kill most of my characters at this point. So it, it's kind of like, mm, why are you giving me these right now? I don't have a way of really dealing with them. I don't even have job classes yet. Are these also designed by Akira Toriyama? Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's been the character designer forever. Like, yeah. I think he's going to be the character designer for 12 also. Like, he's literally been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. Almost 40 years. Like. <laughs> Good shit. So, John, what have you played this week? Uh, I played more Donkey Kong 64 and you missed it. I did uh, because of another game that we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on later. You missed it. I, I was did. there. I shielded out and everything. And yeah. Yeah. You, uh, missed how it. Did, you missed the part where I played Donkey Kong. How did that classic. go? Uh, it was awful. Yeah? Uh, and then I had to do it again because I had to get the uh, Nintendo coin. Oh, did you and finally get that? I, I don't think I got the Nintendo coin. Oh, uh, wait, it was I the golden banana last week. 
I, I got the golden banana, and then I went back in for a bit to get the, the golden coin. Uh, I don't remember if I got the golden coin. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that night is a blur. Did you get uh, wasted? No, 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 no. Ah, no, I don't, I don't drink like that anymore. Uh, yet. Unless you're playing Donkey uh, Kong 64. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet. We haven't gotten to that yet. Um, yeah, and then I moved on, and and you missed it. So there, Meh. I'm sorry I missed it, John. What were you playing? Um, I was playing the Outer Wilds with Cadence. Um, she, oh. she, she, yeah, she picked it up on a discount. Yeah, uh, it was on, on sale the, recently. Yeah, on the Epic Game Store. So she picked mm-hmm. that up, and, uh, like, it, it's not really either of our cups of tea, but we, we put a that's lot of time the one into that's, it. When you die, it restarts. There's, like, a, you got, like, a 20-minute timer, and then every time that... Yeah, hits, like when you start the game, restarts. you don't realize there's a hard time limit, but there is. Um, and, and you have to pie- piece together the story of what's happening over uh, over these several hard time limit runs. Um, yeah. And, and I, I don't think I would play it on my own. I don't think she would play it on her own, but we had fun playing it together. <laughs> like, we, we okay. put probably eight hours into it that night we were up very late um, yeah like it's a fun game i think it's overhyped a little bit like uh, all the reviews and stuff you'll see of it on youtube are like this is the most unique game ever this this changes the way you'll see games and stuff like that and it's like, it's like mm. have you never played majora's mask like <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good game i mean it's different than Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask does at least give you like a direction to go usually, whereas Outer Wilds is just like get in your spaceship and then figure it the fuck out. Um, yeah. But it, you know, it, it's a good game. It does some new stuff. I don't think it does anything like revolutionary. Um, okay. But we enjoyed it. It, it, it's fun, like seeing, like, oh, I can't do this thing right now, but uh, uh, so I'll go to this other planet, and on this other planet, oh, I figured out how to do that thing, or where that thing I'm looking for is, like, it, it, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so, else did you play? <laughs> um, I guess I'll I'll cover the the the, the nothing game. Um, Galactic Mining Corp. Um, this is... This is an idle game that's not idle. Uh, it's... It's... You mine to the center of a planet and dig up the core, and then you use the cores to boost your strength and your HP and your resistances and stuff, and then you mine to the cores of other planets, and you just keep getting stronger and mining to the cores of planets you couldn't before. Um, you know, it's got a very linear, it's got a very linear progression. Um, everything is just like, here's more HP. So you, like when you mine a rock, you lose a set amount of HP. So here's more HP. So you don't, uh, die as quickly. 
Um, here's more drill power, so you drill through a rock quicker, and thus lose less HP. Um, stuff like that. Here's fire resistance, so you can tolerate the heat of the core of a fire planet better. Um, it, it's one of those games where it, it's very... there's. It's it looks open as you open up the map, but there's re really very like linear progression. Okay, I yeah. will say I don't notice anything on there saying that it's a um an idle game. No, I'm comparing it to an idle game. Okay. Yeah, like it, it, like I said, it's an idle game that isn't idle. Uh, it's it, it's. Okay. The entire gameplay is done with the left mouse button. Um, you drag the mouse around while holding the left mouse button, and that moves your drill, and you just choose what rocks to mine. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's fun enough if you have, like, 20 minutes and you can't do much else. It's a fun game to just kind of hop into and hop out of. It's not uh, much speaking more than of that. nothing games, uh, I played Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Uh, can I? Uh, you don't have Destiny Two on here this week. No, I don't. Uh, I mean, I I I played it, but there's nothing to talk about, so I didn't include it because there's nothing to talk about. Okay, I I, I was just like, you didn't play. I'm not going to waste y'all's time. <laughs> We're the Destiny podcast, not... John. <laughs> When I have something to talk about, I'll talk about it. Uh, All right, which so we're talking of, about uh, ukulele. Yeah, we're talking about ukulele because I noticed that uh, I really only had Donkey Kong on here, and so I decided last night while I was waiting uh, for my raid group on Destiny 2 to finish playing so that I could jump in, but they took too long, so I had to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> so I pulled open Ukulele in the Impossible Lair because I was going, oh, you know what, I'd like to play this. And then I opened it up and I played through one map and I went, yep, I don't need to play this. So so what made you say that, John? What about Ukulele makes you not want to play it? So did you ever play Crash Bandicoot? Uh, a little bit. All right, what about uh, Donkey Kong Country? Oh, yeah, I played the hell out of Donkey Kong Country. Okay, now imagine taking the worst of both of those and combining them, and that's that's all you take is the worst of both of them. I thought I thought ukulele was more in the vein of Donkey Kong 64. Ukulele is. Ukulele in the Impossible Lair is the Donkey Kong Country ripoff. Oh, wait, what? Wait, there's two ukulele games? Yes, this is this is the sequel to Ukulele. It has a what? Yeah, this this isn't news. I it, dude, I just thought that and the Impossible Lair was the subtitle for the first game that nobody ever said because it's like you say Ukulele and you know what you're talking about. No, no, Ukulele is just Ukulele. They made and, a DK sixty four. Lair is. is or not? They made a DKC well, Donkey clone. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, they made a DKC yeah. clone. Yeah, basically. Um, and it's just the minecart levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it. It honestly, it feels like a side-scrolling um, 
uh, Crash Bandicoot with a Donkey Kong Country motif and a lot more Donkey Kong Country controls. Huh. So... Huh. Uh, There's some fun things about it. Like, so, you know, it it uses the same thing where you've got, um, you you go into books, and and that's where the levels are. And so you've got an overworld where you you move around and you can do some things in there. Um, But... uh, Oh, we all remember how well they did the overworld in the first ukulele game. (laughs) This, This overworld actually works pretty well because you there are certain toggle you know switches you can toggle and things that make like water pour out and cover some areas you can access other things but also it affects the books that are lying around it's like if you open up the waters that there's um like uh the little rivers flowing then you actually change the internals of the worlds and they're wet and like there's there's like water they're flooded halfway or or maybe you know you click another switch later on that freezes them so now it's a frozen world and it's the same world but because of the changes you've made you have to approach it differently it's it's a pretty neat concept um but, I mean, I don't like it, <laughs> but, but it's a pretty neat concept. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds it, it sounds like what they're doing is they're having good ideas and then just not executing it well. Yeah, and it's, I don't know it was whether just kind of. I mean, that would have to bleh. be the studios that fault. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe it's because like Rare is making that right, and they're owned by Microsoft. I'm like, maybe it's Microsoft. Nope. It's not rare. It's not rare? It's Platonic Games, which are... It's made up of... Oh, a bunch of rare former developers. Rare employees. Yeah. yeah but it is it is not Rare making this. My bad. So yeah, it, it's yeah. just them. It's the, um, the, the big complaint I heard about the first ukulele is that it, it just kind of still exists in that N64 kind of era. Um... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a, I, I like ukulele, uh, but there's, there's definitely some issues with it that are just, like, quality of life changes or just really wonky controls that don't make sense. Like, that you can have a, a Banjo-Tooie in, in the modern day without making it crap controls. Like, yeah, the, with the Banjo Tooie has really good controls for the N sixty four. They would not we be good today. Use, they <laughs> would not be good in today's light. And people, when people think about Banjo Tooie, they don't think about having the bad controls. They think about having really good controls because they were for nineteen ninety eight or whatever when it yeah. came out. Yeah. Not so in this, uh, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Or what? So, ukulele like, came out in 2018. 
bad controls are definitely an aesthetic choice, like you know, Quop or um, uh, what's the one Resident Evil Bennett Foddy getting over it, or <laughs> you know, stuff like that, where where it's like it's a specific game design choice, but when it's when it's just in another game, you've you've just missed you've missed the ball. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, the last game that I played this week is uh, another... Galactic Mining Corp just came out. Um, Slipways came out a couple weeks after that. Like, it came out last week. Um, and it's like okay. a... It's it's like a, a 4X game, but roguelike. Um. You have like 25 turn, or, or not 25 turns, 25 years to expand your space empire and um, try to make your planets as prosperous as possible. And at the end of the 25 years, you get a, a score and your run is over. You don't unlock anything for the future. Um, it's just... At every at the start of every game is um, you pick the sector of space you want to be in. I, I think it's randomized, maybe unclear because it's kind of hard to pick the same <laughs> uh, sector twice. Um, yeah. And then you uh, pick from uh, you pick three of five races to like ally yourself with, and they give you tasks throughout the. Um, throughout the the game and to fulfill and get bonuses and stuff um mm -hmm. and they each have like technologies that they'll they they give you when you're playing the game that you can buy with research points um and at the start of the game you get to pick two perks out of six that they they make available to you <clears throat> these are also randomized um uh, I think they I think they pull from a pool of like four for each race and and you get two available from each race when you start so uh, everything's very random and it's it sometimes it I will feels say like <clears throat> what's up go ahead go ahead uh, I was gonna say sometimes it feels like like yeah like I could have made better moves and stuff like I could have done better on this map. Like there are times where I, I know that I made the wrong move, and, and part of that is just like the the field of vision isn't there. Sometimes you have to make a move, and it just has to be out into a sector of space that you can't explore until you make that move, and then you don't know if you're going to be able to get the um, the resources you need to make that planet not a hindrance to you. Yeah. And sometimes the game just kind of feels like, well, here's just a bad map. Uh, do your best. Hmm. I will say I don't like this type of roguelike because, like, okay, so a traditional roguelike has no time limit. Like yeah. Rogue or Moria or uh, Stone Soup. Dungeon Crawl Stone Soup. Um, where you, you play until it's done. You win or you lose, but you, you play until you are done playing. 
And this feels more like, and I know it's not a, um, a roguelike at all, but it feels like Stardew Valley to me. And I always hated the fact that in Stardew Valley, you have two years. You know, like, you've got two years or else, you know, or, and then Grandpa's coming back and you'll find out whether you failed or not. <clears throat> and I just, I don't, I've never liked games that have that time limit, like, do it or lose and you won't know until it's time. Well, and Stardew and, uh, Valley is even a bad comparison because you can, there are ways to have Grandpa yeah. raid you afterwards. Well, that's because everyone hated that. And so they, they kept it in because it's it's the plot. Well, and it's also how farming sims always work. Yeah. But you can at any point just go, okay, uh, nope, let's uh, let's just get reevaluated and, oh, hey, look, I win. I know it's year 36 of me playing, but I finally <laughs> won. I figured it out. Um, if it takes you 36 but, years, yeah, you didn't Yeah, you, you, you suck. <laughs> you um, handed the controller to somebody else and said, can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a year three or year four thing if you if you're just goofing off. Yeah. Um. And and with games like that, I want to play it. I don't want to be the most maximally eff uh, effective. I don't want to be you know have to be perfect in order to beat this game. I want to just play the game. Okay, well, and, John. And that's why, like, with roguelikes, I like them because, like, you play, but you can play however you like. Your decisions are yours. You can you can go back and forth. You can go back to rooms. You can you can skip forward and be like, whoop, I'll get out of here, and then maybe once I've leveled up a little bit more, I'll come back and I'll I'll kill these guys that I left behind. Um, but it would it would be. Nobody would play Rogue if Rogue said, after your 10,000th movement, you the game is over. <laughs> okay, well, John. And we'll give you a score based off of how many potions you uh, dis figured out what they do and how many spells you figured out what they do and how deep you got into the dungeon. John, your <laughs> argument is shit, and I'll tell you why. And that's because there are four modes you can play in this game. Okay, and well, I've only been talking about that. the and I've only been talking about the standard mode. So standard mode, you do have to play standard standard mode in order to unlock two of the other modes. You have to reach a 3-star rank in a standard run in order to unlock what's called the campaign mode, which I don't know what that is yet. I uh, I finally got a 3-star rank and I've unlocked it, but I haven't done a campaign run yet. Um and then if you do a four star rank, then you can you can start doing ranked runs, um, yeah, which I guess like puts you on a leaderboard. You, you... But there's a fourth one. There's a fourth one, John, which is endless mode. You you can't say that my argument is shit when the standard mode <laughs> of the game is the one that I'm complaining about. Fair enough. It's called standard mode. Normal, the, the real one that the game was designed around. 
This is true, but there is an there's endless slipways, mode. And then there's endless slipways, which is a different thing that they came up with afterwards because standard mode is the standard <laughs> mode. And that sounds like shit. <laughs> Fair enough, no, John. Y'all yeah, have fun. You'll have fun with your weird 4X games. <laughs> I like it because it gives it like scratches the little 4X uh, scratch that I have sometimes. But it's, it's not a huge time commitment. You know, I don't have to put 40 hours into this game to accomplish something. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's like 30, 30 minutes to an hour and I've, I've done a run. And I see how I did, and then it's over. That's it. I like that. Good for you. Game facts! Oh, we're just jumping into it. This right. week's game is Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. Chipwrecked! Chipwrecked! Designed by Majesco Entertainment, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked! Follows the plot of the movie of the same name, wherein the Chipmunks and Chipettes get washed up on an island and sing and dance their way back to civilization. John? Yep. How do you sing and dance your way to civilization? Uh. Just keep moving on. <laughs> that was the ad copy. Having never seen the movie, and only having read the Wikipedia plot summary, there's no way the game follows the plot simply through song and dance. John, you, yeah. are you telling me you haven't seen Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked? No, in fact, I've never seen an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. John, it was uh, the movie nor... of the summer in 2015. Neither I have I, I don't know knowingly listened. <laughs> no, knowing I've never knowingly listened to an Alvin and the Chipmunks song. However, I did listen to and have the uh, the vinyl for a um, Happy Hamsters um, uh, album. So, and the Happy Hamsters are are significantly better than. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. But you just said you haven't listened to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, yeah, because they're chipmunks and the hamsters, the happy hamsters are better. The happy hamsters do, uh, storyline songs. Okay. So, so, the, uh, the album that I have is the happy hamsters go ghostbusting, and it's all songs that are spooky, I guess would be best. Um, so, uh, let me see if yeah. I can find what's the. And having listened, uh, having uh, being a person who has listened to Alvin and the Chipmunks songs, um, they're basically just pop songs with sped up lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Not quite just sped up lyrics. They have to sing it at half speed so that when they speed it up, it'll be at the correct. Um, yeah, they have time. to sing it real slow. Real slow, but not <laughs> pitch shift their voice down so that the voices will still be 
like a normal speed once they once they start doing that. Are you gonna do that for that point? Since since you talk slowly, are you going to uh, zip that closer together so it'll be the sped up? Oh, you know what? That would be fun. It would. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so the uh, the happy hamsters did the happy hamsters go ghostbusting. They have Ghostbusters and Man Eater and Dracula and somebody's watching me. Songs like that, Maniac. Um, but they they do singing with it, but they also tell a story. So like in the uh, Dracula one, they you know hunt down Dracula while they're doing that. Uh, they do the Imperial March, and while the Imperial March is playing, they escape from Darth Vader, who wants to eat the happy hamsters. Um, stuff like that. Uh, so it's it's significantly better than any crap that the Alvin and, Alvin and the Chipmunks can be. John, I have a question. So, yeah. last week, after we recorded, you gave me two options of games we could do game facts about this week. Uh-huh. I don't remember what the other one was. Are okay, they both? Uh, let me let me go back. Uh, let me. Disney Infinity was the other one. Uh, yeah. Are are they both just excuses to talk about the Happy Hamsters? No, 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 no. Honestly, the the Happy Hamsters were something that I I only remembered. Uh, being similar to this when I started looking into Alvin and the Chipmunks as someone who doesn't know much about Alvin and the Chipmunks. I see. So there was a different reason why these were the only two games you would do this week. Correct. Yep. Uh, I guess we'll get to that eventually. Um, (laughs) Functionally, the game, released for the Xbox 360 and Kinect and Wii, oof, (laughs) plays like a Just Dance clone with tons of dance moves. Hold on. With tons of dance moves, in quotations, and the ability to fill up your monk power meter. I don't I don't like the term monk monk power. I don't like the term (laughs) monk power. Uh. Unless they're talking about the character monk played by Tony Shalhoub. Shalhoub? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. My point is monk is better than the chipmunks. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, also, why did anybody release anything for the Connect? Just put it on the Wii. The Wii has a remote yeah. that like works and shit. Just use the Wii. Why? Why are we fucking around with the Connect? We don't need. I to. mean, the Connect. The Connect is uh, especially bad because it is the reason why Xbox purchased Rare. Really? Uh, X- Xbox Xbox purchased Rare so that they could have a first or I guess second party developer um, develop games for the Connect. What? And yep. How does this make sense? What? Uh Rare's always done weird things out of the box that have, you know, kind of changed the fabric of, of how things worked. Like, But what made them know. think, like, oh, the Banjo-Kazooie people will know what to do <laughs> with a controllerless console? Yep. What, what, where, where did that idea come from? That's insane. 
Okay. The game was also released for the Nintendo DS and uses a stylus writing gesture system that looks like actual garbage to play. You know, John, I'm on the I'm on that Dragon Quest binge right now and I'm looking at all the uh, uh Yep. at all the uh, Dragon Quest DS games and they're all like $100 or more to get to get a copy of and for some reason they're not on the eShop. Yeah. But they are all on uh phones for like $15 a pop off the Google Play Store. Yep. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, my point is there's no reason to play with the DS ever again. Everything the DS had that's good Correct. is on, like, Steam or a phone. Yep. Yeah. The The only benefit to using a DS is the tactile buttons, but you can also, like, get really cheap attachments to your phone that hook into the, the charge port that give you tactile buttons yeah so so there's there's no reason to ever use a ds again (laughs) except for like pokemon i guess uh pokemon's not on anything but that anything else you don't need a ds and i i can't imagine the ds version played any better than the connect version i bet the connect version was somehow better (laughs) John, this, these game facts are making me sad. <laughs> uh, keep going. <laughs> Although none of the releases of the games individually received enough reviews to warrant a Metacritic review, Archimedes compiled the numbers for all versions and came up with a shockingly high score of 46.4, with an average audience score of 5.5. And included such reviews as, even for those lacking in critical faculties, there are better dance games out there. Or, it's a chip, Rick! Alright. Now, you you pointed out the 5.5, just so you understand. uh, Metacritic audience scores are out of 10, not out of 100. Oh, that's confusing. So, the uh, the audience score is actually higher than the um, critic score. That's, wow. How? Why? Who? When? (laughs) And, yes, uh, you have to have at least four reviews to warrant a meta score. The the Xbox 361 got three reviews. (laughs) Yeah, the Xbox 361 got three, and the other two got one, so one each. Wow. A total of five scores. Yeah. Across all platforms. Yep. Nobody and there played were only, this game. I think there were only two user reviews, and you have to have four as well for that to have a... John, is this yep. why we had to do this this week? No. No. No, I, I mean, I just I just thought this would be a fun one to do. There's no reason. I just, you know, figured. Whenever you say there's no different. reason like that, I know there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> there's 100% a reason, and we just haven't gotten there about? yet still. 
Alvin and the Chipmunks is the creation of Rog Bag Ross Bagdasarian Sr., also famous for writing and singing Witch Doctor. Ooey, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Yep. How did I do on that one, John? I was worried about... Uh, I mean... You kind of rang them all together, whereas it, it should be separate. Ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. I mean, that's closer. Okay. Have you never heard the song? No, of course not. What the heck? You've never heard Witch Doctor? Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. That ooh, shit! Ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. <laughs> okay, uh, having to read it uh, in text, I did not put that together. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla. Fuck that. Wow, okay, that's, move on, that's a, move that's on. That's a nonsense Fail. song. Why are we, why are we bothering move with on. this person? <laughs> After his passing in 1972, the voice acting work and rights to the franchise passed to his son, Ross Bagdasarian Jr., who also has a law degree he used to sue Universal Pictures, claiming they failed to properly utilize, market, and merchandise the characters, resulting in a loss of royalties to Bagdasarian. Maybe the property just sucks and you don't deserve that money. <laughs> You know, I always love to hear, like, people doing random shit in the world also have law degrees. It's like, they just hand those out to people. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't actually take that much work to be a lawyer. If the guy who sing, if the guy who sings the chipmunk songs can be a lawyer, you can too. I mean, it doesn't take much to sing as a chipmunk. That's, that's I think, the thing you should take away from this. is not that it uh, doesn't take much to have a law degree, but that it doesn't take much to be the chipmunks because it's one of the stupidest things that exists. No, I think that works both ways, John. <laughs> the chipmunks movies and tie-in games all feature many high-profile songs, including several from Elton John, Lady Gaga, and more. John, we've we've had we've had the discussion before. I thought you talked to Archimedes yeah. about this. What but do I do with Archimedes, and more? Archimedes came back with a rebuttal that uh there's no way I can uh put the uh hundred plus artists <laughs> that have been in Chipmunks. <laughs> But the, the two biggest names are Elton John and Lady Gaga? Oh, no, it's just the, the first two that popped into his head. Okay. The John in Elton John's stage name... <laughs> this is... This, this is such a stretch. <laughs> this, is the, this is a true fact, by the way. <laughs> This this has almost <laughs> nothing to do with Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> the John in Elton John's stage name was taken from Long John Baldry, an English and Canadian bluesology member best known for voicing King Charles in Captain and the Game Master. 
<laughs> yep. John. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> this is like the definition of tertiary information. <laughs> he also voiced uh, Little John, Clockman, and the Poltergeist King. In Captain N? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in addition to uh, other things that, that you might know, uh, he voiced Captain Gavin, the Crimson Binome Capacitor in Reboot, and Dr. Ivo Robotnik in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. And more pertinent to yourself, uh, he provided the voice of the narrator in the English dub of Dragon Warrior. Um, which became Dragon Quest, I believe. Yep, Dragon Warrior is the North American title of Dragon Quest. Yeah, up until 8. Um, but they didn't have voice acting up until 8. So what do you mean he's the voice of the narrator? I mean, the, the anime. Oh, I see. John, yeah. why are we talking about Long John Baldry? Uh, why not? I mean, isn't that fascinating that Elton John took part of his name from this other singer and voice actor who was on Captain in the Game Master? Up until that last bit of information, yes, it is interesting. A tiny little bit. That's the kind of thing I would read like, oh, I'm I'm bored right now. Let's look at Elton John's like Wikipedia page or something. <laughs> and be like, oh, that's interesting, and then I'd forget it for <laughs> ever. <laughs> so we've reached the end of our game facts. So, John, do you want to finally tell me why we had to do this this week? I mean, the, I I just thought it was it was an interesting game to pick, and you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. You're just not going to tell me. <laughs> that's that's all I'm giving you. God damn it. <laughs> all right. So all right, this week we're talking about movement speed in games and the sprint button. You stole my transition. <laughs> I mean, I was talking before you were. Not in not in my headphones, but we'll 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 digress the point. That doesn't make sense. That's that's not English. Shut up. <laughs> I'm talking how I want to talk. Anyway, we're talking about movement speed. So, John, th this comes from an observation I had this week. Um, so, in Dragon Quest Seven, you actually have a very slow movement speed. Um, on the overworld and um, there is no button that makes you go faster but I don't ever feel like I need a button that makes me go faster even though you know you're moving pretty slow and it made me think like why include a sprint button in a game like why have two why no why have two different movement speeds at all, especially if like it's not a game where it consumes stamina or something like Dark Souls, like if it's just a button that you press and you move faster, 
Why do you not just make that the default movement speed? I guess is my question. Why include uh, a sprint button at all? Because all that lot, ends up happening oh. is that you just you just hold the sprint button the whole time. Many times it's an upgrade. So in the original Final Fantasies, uh, there there was a was it I think it might have been Thief had the the Thief job had an ability called Sprint where if you had a Thief or in five if you could like switch things around so that you could you know, you, you level up a character with Thief high enough that you get the ability to put that on another character. Um, you gain that ability to run faster. So it is an upgrade that's not always there, and it can help get you, uh, for in, for particular instance in, in games like that, um, you know, top-down RPGs on with a world map, it allowed you to get further across the land before you got stopped by a monster. I mean, I guess there's that aspect of it, but there's so many games where you just start with the ability to run. And Okay. And, I'll pick and, another and, uh, one. <laughs> Minecraft. Uh Minecraft technically I you could argue that running takes more hunger for you so you'd have to eat faster but um it's not that particularly noticeable and it's not like there isn't just food literally everywhere right so that's that's kind of a non-issue i'd say to the argument um sprinting has many benefits uh it gives you the ability to jump farther whereas you want the ability to walk in addition to that, so that you don't fall down in pits when you're being careful. Um, additionally, it gives you the ability to uh, sprint and attack, which knocks enemies back further. Or um, you can sprint and jump and jump farther. And there's it's a it's a movement modifier uh, that affects any of the things that you can do while moving. Okay. So these are, these are two good examples you've given. Um, but, hmm, well, actually that, let me, one more, let me, let me, let me one more. Um, in destiny two, there's your standard walk and then there's sprint. Uh, sprint is there. And this is true for a lot of first person shooters. Um, it has positives in that you are moving faster across a battlefield, but it has negatives in that typically, if you are sprinting, either your if you fire while sprinting, your your aim is significantly worse. So there's there's a your accuracy is lowered while running. Um, in Destiny, in particular, you cannot shoot or reload while running. Uh, you can do that while walking, and you walk relatively fast, um, but you can't do either of them while running. So you get somewhere faster, but you can't be shooting back at the same time. And on top of that, most characters, uh, especially Titans in particular, um, 
have abilities modified by whether or not you're sprinting. So, for instance, a Titan can punch just whenever, like all characters can, but uh, I feel like more than half of their melee abilities, um, so not just the ability to punch, but once their melee ability is charged, they can do this instead of punching, uh, require you to be running first, and then you kind of, while if you press the melee button while sprinting and your melee ability is charged, kind of leap forward and like knee the enemy and it kills them or something like that but you can't do it while standing still you have to be sprinting in order to activate the ability so okay, it's so that's it's, an interesting it's an ability implication that, or, yeah, yeah implication of the uh implementation of a sprint button there you go yep i finally found the word i was looking for I, I I know English, John. I know it. <laughs> Remains to be seen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, those are all. I don't know what I'm I'm trying to get at. Hmm. <laughs> like, so I, I will it, I will give you credit for it is it is there are some games that do a reversal of it they you run and there is a walk button yeah so i was actually about to bring up one of those um star ocean till the end of time um the the default speed is your run speed (laughs) it's actually a fairly infamous game but go go off um but but the the movement speed in that is the d like the run the fastest run you have but there are certain times in the game where you're like going across ice and you have to walk in order to uh, cross it. So uh, like you just move, you don't push the analog stick all the way forward. You just kind of tilt it forward a little bit in order to walk. So like, like I guess I'm just asking why more games don't do that instead of the other way around. <clears throat> well, a lot yeah. of games don't have a stick. Well, there's I mean, that. All, all PC games don't have a stick. So, and and that's that's what that is. You don't have a run a sprint button. You just have the stick, and it's instead of being a on off of move or not, it's a more of a scale of how fast you're moving. Um. There are some some major downsides to that, which is the fact that uh, most analog sticks are not identical. Uh, yeah, there's each, each one's kind of different. Even, even in very very well designed controllers, every single analog stick is is different with different um, configurations and and how far you you can move it. It's also can be a little bit weird with if you're a, a southpaw. Uh, because based off of, depending on the controller, um, it's, it can be easier or harder to access that, um, uh, stick with as, as much precision. Um, why are they called South Yeah, there's, um, South is bad. Left (laughs) is bad. People who are left-handed are bad. Um, okay. 
I don't think that's it. I feel like you just got thrown off by my question. Made some bullshit up. <laughs> that's never happened before. What are you talking about? It happens all the time. <laughs> but yeah, like... Man, I can't even imagine how difficult it must be to, like, use the standard controller being left-handed. Like, is there a way to reverse the controllers in most in, games? In most, in most games that are competently designed, yes. Okay. That there, it is, that's, that goes along with the fact that, hey, um... There are people that can't tell the difference between red and green. So let's hey, put red and green in all the games. That's hey, why cool, Among I Us just had to add symbols to the wires. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I uh, I went to uh, went from this grassy knoll to a, um, a volcano area. That's cool. It looks the exact same to me because I didn't know Lee Harvey green. Oswald went to a volcano after shooting JFK. <laughs> He should have. <laughs> maybe or he was, was he the one. <laughs> maybe he wasn't the one who shot JFK. Think about it. Maybe it was Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's one that I've never heard. I stole that joke from behind the bastards. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you know, we're going to have to cut that now. Oh, but I said that I took it from them. <laughs> I gave them credit. Okay. Okay. Anyway, it was actually Ted Cruz's dad. Yeah. Well, no, well, obviously. Yeah. And and that's what influenced Ted Cruz to become the um the Zodiac killer. Uh, the Zodiac killer. <laughs> Alright, so here's here's your definition. Southpaw originated from, quote, the practice in baseball of arranging the diamond with the batter facing east to avoid the afternoon sun. What? So because a left-handed player stands on the opposite side of the diamond, then they, um, they... Oh shit, are they staring directly into the sun? Is that what that's saying? Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Damn. That sucks. I feel bad for left-handed baseball players now. Many claim that the term... uh, This is a separate thing. Many claim that the term originated due to the orientation of baseball playing fields in order to keep the sun out of the player's eyes and the resulting alignment of a left-handed pitcher's throwing arm causing the pitcher to have his left hand on the south side of his body. That sounds less likely. Yeah. Anyways, um, what's what's your argument here? Uh, I guess my argument is just that, like, yeah, there are interesting imp- implementations of the sprint button and stuff, but I feel like most games should just just kind of have like one movement speed, uh, especially if they're not doing anything interesting with it. Like, if it's just a button you press that makes you go faster, like. Most people are just going to have their hand on that button the whole time. Yeah. Um, 
I, 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 because of that, I, I'd say that. <sighs> I would say, a third of the time, it is because developers want the illusion of interaction. The more of your body that's engaged with a game, the more that you think that you're interacting with it, regardless of the fact that you're just moving things further along. Um, uh, I think there's... The, the reason why it's not necessarily a, a standardized thing is partly because... Uh, <laughs> game developers put a lot of work into their games... Yeah. And they don't necessarily want you just zipping through it. (laughs) (laughs) But they also know that they have to give you the option, because otherwise you'll complain. I was about to say, then just don't put a sprint button in there. I wouldn't complain. Like like I said, like... Players will complain. Like, um, Outer Wilds has one speed setting, and I never once felt like, oh, man... I really need a sprint button. Unless there is a sprint you, you, button in that game, and I you just say don't know that, about it. But almost every single gamer ever has done the whole, I jump around to get faster, because I feel like if I'm jumping, or like Zelda rolling, if I'm Zelda rolling, then I'm going faster. Nobody, like, I don't I don't actually know if that's true. Um, at all. I mean, but watch a every single person who they, has... they Zelda roll in Zelda. Like, <laughs> that's how you yeah, know but, if it's this, true or not. This is a thing that's been going on since well before um, speedrunners became a popular thing. Like, everyone I ever knew who played a Zelda game rolled everywhere because it's faster. Yeah, And, and that's, like, there's, there's no time limit. No. There's there's no there's there's nothing it's just players want to go fast and players will do anything possible in order to go fast. And if there isn't an ability or even the idea of the ability of going faster, then players will on some level dislike it. I mean, it's a and, situation and that's, where that's like... a that's a psychological thing that's been happening in games for decades like people have a set amount of time in their lives and a set amount of time in their day and like if there's the opportunity to do something a little bit quicker then they're gonna take it because then it's like well now i'm gonna have more time to do other things you know yeah but like even to the degree where they'll trick themselves into thinking that it'll be faster like the rolling again. I don't know whether that is every it single MMO faster. that has the ability to jump ever. You jump everywhere because if it feels like you're doing something to be going faster. If you're just pushing the analog stick in a direction, or you're just holding down W A S and D to just go in a direction, it's it's boring. It, it so you have to have something. That's why like. My joking rule is that unless you can't, if you can jump, it's a game. If you if you can't jump, it's not a game. <laughs> because RPGs so many games have games. jump. O- almost all games have the ability to jump, and I'd say at least a third of them, it doesn't do anything. 
<laughs> like there's no point in jumping. Um, it, it doesn't accomplish anything. It's not a platforming game. You don't have to to get anywhere with that. But just so lo- if they'll throw jump in because players think that you should be able to jump. I guess it's 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 one of those things where it's it's just it's it's a gaming thing. That's that's what I was saying before is that like one third of developers um, put it in there because they they know that players will complain if they don't put it in. And the other two thirds of of developers put it in there because all games have sprint (laughs) and and that because it's it's just a standard of the industry that that games include uh, the ability to sprint. I guess I never really thought of it that way, like the the tactileness of it. Like you, yeah. Any any chance of being able to interact with something is usually good in a psychological way. Because I just get kind of annoyed when like I have the running shoes in Pokemon and I have to slam the B button down all of the time in order to move anywhere at a decent <laughs> speed. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why? Why not just, oh, you have the running shoes. Well, now your default speed is to run. Yeah, and I, uh, I'll i agree with you there. You, that should probably be the option. Especially since, don't you have, like, another button you can press to pull out your bike? Yes. Um, If you register the bike, then you can hit the button you registered it to in order to pull it out. It's so usually, I, like, I think it should be... Y. I, I think it should be uh, reversed that way, where, like, yes, you can... Once you get the running shoes, you just run. Um, because is there any situation in which case you don't want to run? Um, I mean... No, not really, because ice, you start uh, sliding across as soon as you touch it anyway. Like, whether you're one What about this? Is it... Do you let go of the running button as you approach a house in order to make it easier to go inside? No. Okay, so there's there's no difficulty doing precision moves while running. No, not really. Not really or no? Um, because if there's any opportunity in which you get to a point where you, you'd rather use run... At like for or, or walk for a half a second, even then having the ability to switch between them is a positive. Well, I was thinking of this uh, tower in Pokemon Emerald where there's like um, blocks that fall out from under you as you move across them, and you want to like you want to move quickly across those, but then like. It's easier to turn when you're walking a little bit. So when you hit the end of the pathway, like, um, you want to walk. Okay. Except that's not a thing because you have to use the bike to do that section. Like, you just have to switch between the the two gears of the bike. So, um, that's a, that's a bike mechanic, not a, not a running mechanic. So I can't I can't think of one off the top of my head where it's like you have to be able to go from running to walking very quickly in order to accomplish something. Yeah, that that is a, a situation in a lot of games where like give give developers a little bit of credit. They probably at one point 
had the um, speed up really high, and they did something and found out that it was just slightly easier if it was slower. Yeah, probably. And so they do both. And again, with that that same thing, um, I always feel a little disappointed when I have a walk button. Uh, there's there's no reason for it whatsoever. Wait, what do you mean a walk but, button? As opposed to a run button. Oh, where you, you constantly like a button are, that slows you down. Yes, and and they exist. They're they're not uncommon, uh, but they're it it always is unsatisfactory, um, and it it has a. a place where you you get to a point and you've got to walk to to get by these uh enemies or something and eh eh (laughs) (laughs) um but uh the it in general because of that and because players want to be actively deciding things the any chance in which like if it's slightly better to be walking other than running at a certain point they'll make walk the the standard speed and run the the chosen you know the button speed because players want to have the ability to control things like that i see i guess i, I guess i get it now kind of and a with that uh sprint button feels like a uh, quality of life thing. Walk button feels like a mechanic. <laughs> if you're if you're running everywhere and you you press a button, you're like, oh, I'm walking now. I'm gonna have to use this later. I see. Whereas if you've got a button that's a run button, it's like, oh, cool, I can run. It's not a oh, I'm gonna have to run later. It's it's just a oh, cool. I, I they, get ha- to run. they gave me the ability to run. Yeah. Running is exciting. Maybe we were born. Walking to run. is not. Anything else? No, I guess that's it. Uh, I, I I feel like I answered. Yeah, <laughs> you you explained it pretty we, well. We we attacked all the options for this one. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you can think of a a use case that fits one way or the other with this, or one that we didn't. Um. Uh, put here. Uh, go ahead and uh, hit us up on the socials with that. And, uh, email uh, us at we'll, glowingweekpointpodcast we'll at gmail. Yeah. Give me my We're first on email, please. We're not. Why not? Um, because I haven't set one up yet. Okay. Uh, by the time this is up, there will be an Instagram that you can go and post things on. I think I know how Instagram works. I was actually going to look at setting up an Instagram. Uh, That's good, because we, we need one. Uh, yes, we, email, Instagram, uh, tweet Wombat with it. Uh, don't tweet me, because I don't look at that. Um, um, video Game Wombat uh, on Twitter. Uh, VideoGameWombat.com. Uh, you can find our stuff. Yeah, there's a coffee and stuff if you want to give us money for our bad work. And when I'm not horribly tired, I write game reviews on there. Jesus, I still haven't written yeah. a beer one. <laughs> yep, no, there's just one on there. I was yep. on there earlier today. I, I got I to gotta get the near one up. Jesus. 
All right, uh, Wombat, what are you looking forward to this next week? Uh, my new, my new work schedule. Uh, I'm going to take, okay. I'm going to take Cadence out on a date on Monday. Uh, Ooh. uh, let's see. I guess that's it. Okay. Oh, I'm going to start digging uh, into those itch.io games from the, uh, the uh, Palestinian yeah. aid bundle. I'm going to start digging into some of yeah. those. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be cooking this week. I actually, as soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna start cooking basically. Cause, all right. So story time. You my... got a potluck going? No, my my family has a a old family recipe called Burgundy meatballs, and it's not specific to our family at all like this is this is a standard recipe that exists that people can do but like this is this is the family recipe of this and uh meatballs a la burgundy and it's the the recipe was written by my grandmother who i never met but my my (laughs) A, a long while ago my parents made it, made the recipe. Okay. And and the recipe requires burgundy, which is a a type, a, a fancy type of Pinot Noir. Oh, see, um, I thought this was about the color burgundy. No, well, I mean, burgundy is burgundy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the it 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 takes a little bit of wine, but you need burgundy wine in order to do it right. And Burgundy wine doesn't come in small amounts. And for, um, I'm looking at the recipe right now, for 24 meatballs, you need a half cup of red Burgundy. That's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So. What do you mean a half cup? Then you're stuck with, then, then you're stuck with a bottle of wine. And sure, you can drink it, but. Is Burgundy good? It's. It's well. I mean, it's it's a fancy Pinot Noir. Um, so it depends on if you like Pinot Noir. Uh, I don't like red wines, so I mean, I, I don't like oh, any see, of this. See, I don't like I don't like white wines, so <laughs> I can't stand white wines. Um, I'm not a big wine person, but I can't stand white wines. I'll I'll drink a red, but I, but like not not sweet reds. I don't ugh, hate dessert wine. So. So they made it, but they made it with the bottle of wine. Okay. And we ate burgundy meatballs for a month. <laughs> <laughs> because they made it with a bottle of wine, and a half cup goes into 24 meatballs. Which is enough for, like, three days. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a lot of meatballs. So... Uh, it's it's always been a joke in our family because we made it once because we we ate burgundy meatballs for for over a month and like we froze them and pulled them back out over time because like a meatball is not going to last that long no but it freezes fine it freezes fine so you know we just we ate burgundy meatballs for over a month <laughs> and it, it got to the point where we're like oh we're gonna have burgundy meatballs again but I mean, we're not gonna throw them away we made them i would start giving so, them away though <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, haven't had them since, but, uh, heard the story so many times, and, you know, I was alive for it. I remember us eating burgundy meatballs so much. I remember us, I remember I liked them, um, but I was fairly young at the time. Uh, so I got the recipe from my sister. She's the one who had the uh, actual card right now. And I went to the store and got some ground beef. And I got some burgundy. Now here's the issue. Okay. The only burgundy that they sold was in the three liter jugs. No! (laughs) That's way too much. (laughs) Nobody needs that much wine of any kind. What? Oh. Why do they even so, sell wine in three-liter jugs? <laughs> so, after some quick math, that's about 600 meatballs. Okay. <laughs> so you'll be eating meatballs all year. Now, uh... <laughs> Now, I, I I do have some changes I'm going to do. For instance, I'm I'm not going to make 600 meatballs. I'm I'm probably I, I bought 4 pounds ish of ground beef. So I'll probably make like a little less than 100 of them. That's a lot of I ground beef. I think 90 is where I'll get to it. Yeah, 4 pounds is a lot, but you know, whatever. They freeze fine. Meatballs are easy to pull out and thaw and cook real fast. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And uh, I'm going to take the rest of the wine and make like beef bourguignon or cocovin or something like that. Because those are both from Burgundy. Um, so I could I could do that. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to making like 90 meatballs after this. You have fun with that. That's what I'm looking forward to this week. Hey, uh, share this with a uh, track and field type who likes to run. Um, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. And we'll see y'all next week. I had already forgotten that we were talking about running. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.